0: Hello, welcome to the podcast. It's not woo, it's real. I'm your host, Cara Wilde. Today's podcast is a brief solo podcast, an update, a check-in, because it's been a minute since my last one. And also more direct experience and so-called evidence of it's not woo, it's real to help validate your own journey. I just want to share some personal experiences I've had of the woo recently, because that's what we're here for, isn't it? To come together to validate our profession and our transformational experiences, working with energy and spirit and all that's woo. So first of all, so I've taken a break from the podcast intentionally and then it went on for longer than I thought so the kids I took the teenagers on a trip to the Lake District they wanted to see some mountains and in the UK that's kind of like where our mountains live some some of them so we oh god we just stayed in this gorgeous Airbnb really modern farmhouse nestled just (laughs) nestled in the valleys of the mountains we just you you could look through our windows and just see the mountains. It was beautiful. And I saw Scaffold Pike, the mountain, and burst into tears, so I've arranged to go and climb that next year because the teenagers got norovirus, so they weren't well enough to do much at all. But we just had this really incredible time that created space to reconnect as a family, purge some old emotions that needed cleansing and reconnect. And it was just really good. And then when I got home, I realized I needed to extend it. I'm really lucky um, or not lucky because I designed it this way. But I've really benefited from I can take a break in my business from a financial point of view, and just decided to take a break from marketing. So I've been doing some client work and behind the scenes stuff and everything, but my and my blog posts have been really limited because I just wanted to take some big time out for some top my creativity, back up just to recharge. So that's been really, really good. But let's face it, we do not take a break from like the woo, the transformational stuff, right? Well, I don't. (laughs) I love it. So I want to share some of these personal experiences that show just how transformational work at the spiritual and energetic level can be, and also give you some wording, some ideas of how you might start to do this for yourself. So there's, Two. One of them's really silly, and it's but it's just so cool. So in the Lake District, I found a, um, a spiritual shop that it was a bit clinical. It wasn't very authentic, in, but it sold crystals and um, oracle cards and things like that. So I bought a set of oracle cards, which is really, really, really rare for me these days. I think I have one set that's roomy quotes and then this one, which is... Oh they're shamanic archetypes, which I really resonate with. So I bought a collection of those cards. And at the same time, I, while we were away, my channeling got really strong, I think because I had space away from other responsibilities. So I was type channeling for myself in the morning, just allowing these words to come through. Oh, it's just so good. And then I kept seeing what I thought was the A's in a more physical form. So, you know, when, when I experience them, them channeling, it's very, very energetic. I can't think of another word. But I was starting to see this tall figure, brilliant, clear white light in the place where I normally start to see what's traditionally called ghosts. So not quite physical. They'd not manifested into physical form, which I'd start, I have seen some of that previously. But it was in my kind of third eye rather than, I guess, my crown chakra experience. That's the best way I can describe it. So it was starting to feel more tangible and more real. I could see them in front of me. They weren't physical, but in that third eye kind of sense. I was just like, I wonder if that's the A's. I had this sense that that was the A's. So I thought, wow, do you know what? I'll ask the cards for validation. So there's 56 cards. I'd not looked at them before at all. I just bought them on instinct. So I shuffled the cards and I said, okay, cards, I reckon that's the A's that I'm starting to see in this form. Can you just let me know what you think about that? And I pulled out a card. I kid you not, the card was called the ancients. (laughs) And I didn't know it was there. I mean, that stuff never gets old, right? Even though we've been doing this for years and years now, if you're like me, you've been doing it for years and years, that doesn't get old. So that's my first kind of evidence of the woo. It's not real. It's not woo, it's real. So the second thing that's been happening is something that happened with my singing, but it's also happening with channeling and it goes back to this idea of the original blueprint which has been my thing for as long as I can remember like from 1516 or something I was looking around at the world and thinking nah, human beings aren't gonna have the answers that I want I don't think and that's when I started turning to spirit and and it was like 1718 when I first started coming across channeled information. I'm thinking, do you know, this makes more sense than a lot of human beings are making, you know, a, a, human beings make less sense to me than this spiritual channeled information I'm coming across. And then, so I started to think that there's like this original blueprint or this original template that we've kind of moved away from. And how I see that in our energy structure is, hmm... That we are only, while we're in physical form, we're only embodying as much as what's available to us as our conditioning will allow. So, like Gary Craig talks about this in terms, with EFT, talks about this in terms of the palace of possibilities. And I think that's a really good idea. It's like he was saying that, you know, we have this palace and it's got all these different rooms in it. That are available to us. So one might be the room of being, I don't know, an athlete, another room of being rich or having lots of money, or another room of having really good friendships. But we're stuck in one room and there's this whole palace. And every time we try and go out of this room, we've got writing on our walls that are just reflecting that we need to stay in this room. So the writing on the walls are our core beliefs about ourselves. I'm the kind of person who, or this other room is not for me because, that kind of thing. So I think of the palace that Gary Craig talks about as our energetic template. We've got so much available to us, but our conditioning, who we think we are, and what we think we're allowed to experience in the world or deserve, or all that kind of stuff can just keep us really restricted. So my intention, I do a meditation practice at least once a week with a really, really dear, 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 dear friend of mine who, when our energy systems come together, it's always more expensive for both of us. So we just come to sit in meditation and we time it like for 15 minutes at a time and we just sit there after we've made the intention of what it is that we want to connect with. So, just bear with me because I might go all over the place with this, with this exploration of how, why connecting with the at an energy level is the most effective way of doing transformation. So, this what happened to me that, that I want to share is around my singing. So, I've been having singing lessons for about a year now. I don't perform yet. But I've been having singing lessons. Aurora was the first one that was encouraging me to have singing lessons years ago. And it's something I've dearly, dearly wanted to do, but never really given it priority. Didn't think I had any particular talent. I've said this before. I grew up with performers and my adoptive dad played in a group and I used to go to the gigs with him and my cousins regularly on weekends. It's like I just grew up with it, surrounded by it. It's like, yeah, it's in my bones as such, but I was just always on the outside. It wasn't for me. I excluded myself from it for a variety of reasons. don't so, know. I've been having singing lessons, really, really enjoying it. My singing tutor is very mechanical in his approach. So it's all about doing these particular exercises. If you're a singer, you know, there's much more to it than just opening your mouth and letting, you know, sounds come through. And I do want to get him on the podcast at some point because I think it'd be really interesting. So I've been having this exploration and I was singing a musical theatre song, which was technically challenging, which is just, I love, I get my teeth into something And I was really struggling with my breathing technique and being present for the emotions that came up. And first of all, I had a session with a friend of mine who's a singer from Belgium. She's also a Feldenkrais teacher and she teaches singers, performers and actors how to use Feldenkrais techniques and EFT to open up their natural singing voice, like we're all singers, we just get conditioned out of it. So I had a session with her where she watched my jaw and she could see how restricted my jaw was. And instead of using the mechanics of what my vocal teacher would do do with me, which was do jaw loosening techniques, like really behavioural based things, from a Feldenkrais point of view, what she did is she did exercises that that told my body it was absolutely, completely fine what it was doing. There was no need to change if I didn't want to, but gave me did some exercises with me physically moving my body and doing visualizations that reminded my body that it had all of this greater capacity to it, available to it if it wanted to. It could open differently. She did some techniques with me to remind my body of the the hinge of the jaw and what it feels like. We did some visualizations to connect my, to, to really let, remind my body that its tongue is connected to all of my diaphragms. And so this, like just this visualization and straight away, my, the way that I held my jaw, the way that I held my my head and my voice and my body completely changed. And this power, like this, it wasn't exactly power, but I, in singing, you are a resonator. So my resonator just completely changed and my breathing changed. So I, (laughs) I I didn't have to do any breathing techniques because everything was connected up. And so my body just breathed, was breathing in the same way, in a, in a different way. So I went back to my singing tutor the next, next week and I sang for him and he just went, what have you done? (laughs) Like, that is so different and it's amazing. And it's never gone back. So I have more capacity in my breath. I can belt for stronger, belt for louder, if you know what that technique is. Yeah, so that was transformational. But then the biggie came. So I was meditating with my friend, as I said, and in channel sessions and in my like, the work that I do on the land with the stone circles and the clearings that I do as a hobby in churches, I was coming across this rose energy, Mary Magdalene energy. I was getting all sorts of symbols around, yeah, red and pink and the cross and the snake. And it was all about that Mary Magdalene energy. So I sat in meditation and held the intention that I would connect with this energy stream that was coming up in channel sessions and in my own work and just to see how much I could allow into my system, how much was available for me to connect with. I'm going to give you some intentions that you can use for yourself in a minute. So as I sat there, (laughs) You know when you do meditations and sometimes you just have those fucking hell transformational moments? That's what this was like. As soon as I just sat and just tried to feel into and open up to as much of that energy as I could and I just started sobbing because I felt a compassion so deep. I have never felt it before ever in my life. This was not available from my parents. Just they didn't have the capacity for it. This had to come back from source. So, what I'm beginning to realize in my meditations is that I'm connecting with elements of source that are available to me that I've never experienced in physical reality. And it's reminding me of what I have capacity to experience and hold. So, I was just sobbing and allowing this energy to drench my system. I don't think I've got the words to describe it fully, but it was a compassion, a caring, a cherished, just felt so cherished that went just bone deep. And it was profound. And that night I was laid in bed and I felt this flame inside of me and I saw it. And it was just this really liking myself for who I was rather than what I could be in the world or do. And it was new (laughs) to me. So I was just felt really transformed by that. And then a few days later, I had another singing lesson and I would just performed this same song, this same musical theatre song that I've been doing and this power came through me this power of voice power of presence and my singing tutor just looked at me and he went what the fucking hell have you done that's brilliant that like have you had more Feldenkrais or what what have you done so I told him <laughs> bless blessing. he was like okay <laughs> and it's it's very similar to the transformational results that you can get from when you use EFT. But with EFT, you do have to have some skill in detective work to find the origin story of what's getting blocked. This, (laughs) no. Source or that energy knew where it needed to go. I just needed to be able to let it in. And I can now hit notes that I've not been able to hit before. So I know from a singer's point of view, what that did is it created more space in what my resonator as a singer, it just took lots of tension out of my body. And obviously there's been more transformations than that, but I would not have got there from the mechanics in a, in a few days, just working at a mechanical level in a few days. I would have most likely got there with EFT or OEFT, but it would have took some detective work. I have no idea what the origin story is of that, other than, you know, my mum, for various reasons, had never experienced like that kind of compassion, that kind of Mary Magdalene energy. Ugh, had never been experienced by any of the women in my family. They've all had really tough lives, so. It was reconnecting with that original trans, that original template that has not come down my ancestral line. And now, hopefully, it can come down my future line, you know, but it's benefiting me now. So if you're hearing this and thinking, you know, you're feeling inspired or you're just thinking, great, how can I apply this? What I found is sometimes the way that I set the intentions of how I work with spirit in meditations or what I ask for can be useful for people to know. Like the reactions that I've had from other people would be like, oh, I've never thought about doing it like that. So if you want to have a go at this yourself, I would encourage you to just sit in meditation. And what I mean by meditation is just put a timer on for like 10 minutes or just five, if that's all you can do. Five, 10, 15 minutes. And it's not, I don't do breathing meditations or anything. I just get so bored. I can't tell you. But when I connect, set the intention to connect with spirit, I can sit there for a long time. So when I went to a healing retreat, I was doing six to eight hours a day of just sat, Connecting to spirit—it's not quite. It's not dull. <laughs> it's not boring. So I would encourage you to do that and just sit, and then it's the intention. So I can either have I want to, I want to connect with. Um, so when I first started to channel my question then when I sat down was who from the higher realms or from expanded consciousness or whatever however you want to word it who wants to partner with me right now because I'd always seen spirit guides as partnership that's all I'd ever seen it with and still see source as a partner kind of thing so that's one of the questions who wants to partner with me right now the other one is just holding the intention to connect with the highest expression of source energy that I can allow into my system right now. Sometimes I sit with the intention of just connecting with the power of now as much as I can right now. And then I have to kind of feel into it when I'm in my meditation. And yeah, there's techniques in there that I'll teach another time. But I know the the, the now is just bliss. And sometimes I can experience it, but not, you know, not 24 seven. So sometimes it's really good to just sit with the intention of what aspect of the now can I most allow myself to experience? then sometimes it is like with the, it was this particular rose energy that I was seeing in the Mary Magdalene line. And and so my intention was, I'm going to connect and allow as much of that to come into my energy system as possible. So it's kind of like you set the intention, but then you have to detach from any perceived idea of what the end result could look like, because my experience has been, it's always exceeded my ex. So if I can just Surrender, detach, and allow myself to align with that intention. The more I can get out of the way of knowing what that's going to look like, the more powerful the results. The other one that I'm looking at the moment—something landed in me the other day where I—I I was like wanting to really connect with like a, a father energy, like the original template of a father energy. So that's one that I'm going to do next. The important thing is it's not what you call it, it's what it means to you. So if you feel like there's a quality or a perspective or something that's like missing from your life. So a a quality could be like there's joy missing, there's prosperity missing, there's abundance missing, there's excitement missing. You can set the intention of connecting with the purest element, the purest expression of that quality from source, from that original template. So that's what all my teachings and all my work is about, is that original blueprint. Before the idea of like sin or wrongdoing or separateness came into our consciousness, what aspect of that original, that divine intention for, for the planet, that original blueprint, whatever. It, I think People normally get a sense of what I mean when I say it like that. And it'll, it, it'll remind you of truths that you've forgotten, that you already know. That's, yeah, that's what you're looking for, that purest expression of the quality that you're wanting to receive within the meditation and just see what happens. And sometimes not much will happen. So sometimes I can, in meditation, and the best thing that can happen for me is I just, I just realize I'm in my head. And I just get to be fully present in my body and, you know, <laughs> trauma's on one side. Most of the time these days, that's better to be embodied than it is to be disassociated. So I just come back to the now. And sometimes that's just all I can manage and all I can allow. And then that's fine. And I've learned not to give myself a hard time about it, not to be disappointed about it because there's the next time it'll be different. And sometimes it is truly profound beyond words, what I can allow myself to experience. And I learn more in those 10 minutes than I could from reading 20 books. And as a book lover, that's a lot. So yeah, so I hope that has inspired you. And I think... Let me know if you decide to have a go and what happens. I'd love to hear from you. And if you've got any stories of transformation with the woo that you would like to share, I'd love to hear. So hit me up in the DMs, email me, but just let me know because we kind of need to stick together because it can still be isolating living in this world of spirituality, especially at the moment. So... Remember, next time that someone gives you that sceptical look or raises an eyebrow about your work and what you do, remember, your work is not just real and valid and valuable. It's like these shared stories that I'm sharing with you. It's most, it's most often the biggest transformation that anybody can see because we're working at the level of changing world views, core beliefs. That's freaking profound. So, remember, you're part of a lineage of healers, thinkers and doers who are making a real impact on people's lives and have done through the ages. So that's not woo; it's real. And I'll see you next time. Bye for now.